بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praise and thanks belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may the peace and blessing of Allah be upon his servant and final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As to what follows my dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam Al-Imam Muslim rahimahullah he mentioned this following hadith in his Sahih and this is the hadith of Uthman ibn Abil Aas radiyallahu anhu. This is a companion that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appointed as a leader the Ta'if. So there is a area called Al-Ta'if. It's close to Mecca, about 60 kilometers away from Mecca. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam obviously at the time was living in Al-Madinah. So he appointed Uthman ibn Abil Aas radiyallahu anhu as an imam for the people in Al-Ta'if. So Uthman ibn Abil Aas, he narrates, he says, I became confused in my salat. He's praying and uh, he's forgetting what he's reading. He's forgetting how many rak'at he's praying. He's being distracted and disturbed in his salat. So he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Al-Madinah. And he approached the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was yani, surprised. What are you doing here? We've appointed you a ta'if. Why are you coming to Al-Madinah? So he said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, inna ash-shaytana qad hala bayni wa bayna salati wa qiraati yulabbisuha alay. That ash-shaytan has become a barrier between me and my salat. He's distracting me in my salat and he is confusing me in that which I read of the Quran. Any advice? فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم he says to him ذاك شيطان يقال له خنزب this is a shaytan called خنزب فإذا جاءك if he comes again in the salat فتعوذ بالله منه say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم and spiral to your left واتفل عن يسارك ثلاثا and spiral to your left يعني turn to your left and go three times and Allah Azza wa Jal will remove him away from you. Fa'uthman ibn Abil Aus radiyallahu anhu, obviously he returns back to Al-Ta'if, and he says, I did that, fa'adhabahu Allahu anni. And Allah Azza wa Jal got him away from me. And his focus and concentration came back to him once again in As-Salat. My brothers and sisters in Islam, in brief, if we look at this hadith closely, we find something incredible about the Sahaba and their concern with their Salat. Uthman ibn Abil Aus radiyallahu anhu had a problem in where he cannot concentrate and focus in his salat. So what did he do? Most of us today complain from the same issue. But what do we do? Nothing. Nothing. Yalla, let's pray. And it's all good. Uh, inshallah, one day al-khushu' will come by itself from al-sama' it will come down. And one day, inshallah, we can find this focus in our salat. Uthman ibn Abil Aus radiyallahu anhu didn't settle with this. He didn't ignore it. He got onto his camel and he took a journey of six, seven days until he reached Al-Madinah to ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about this issue. Six days of travel on a camel, day and night, almost 600 kilometers for what? Because he cannot concentrate in his salat. Don't we all have this issue? What have you done about it? He took a, a journey until he reached Al-Madinah. And who better than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to ask? Fa'anta you and I, my brothers and sisters in Islam, what's our relationship with the salat? 
What concern do we have with our salat? Yani Abu al-As, Uthman ibn Abi al-As is concerned with his khushu'a. Today and I receive messages on my phone, I lost motivation to pray. He's not asking about khushu'a, he lost motivation to pray altogether. What kind of advice do we give him? Al-ulama rahimahumullah in their books of fiqh, they used to discuss what is the ruling on a person that leaves a salat. But they didn't go into detail because they said that this is a assumed matter. Who's going to leave salat? Why are we supposed to talk about it anyway? So yani, quick work. They didn't spend a lot of time in it because it wasn't imaginable that someone in their time was going to leave a salat. Shuf Uthman ibn Abil Aus radiallahu anhu were learning a lot from him. He took this journey because he's concerned in his salat. He understands that a salat is your link to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without a salat, you have no direct connection with Allah azza wa jal. Oh, that's why it was called salat. It, a salat comes from the word silah. Well, silah means a connection, that which links you and your master. This is why it was called a salat. Yani without salat, there is no connection. He understood that. For he's missing something vital in a salat, which is al khushu'ah. Let's now look into and analyze the response of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this definitely is the cure for each and every single one of us. Everyone that complains of a lack of khushu'ah in salat and focus in salat, listen, because this is the advice that is yani, uh, basically required for everyone. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said to him, that distraction that you find in a salat is because of a shaytan. The shaytan's name is called khinzab. Yani what does this mean? It means that there is a special shaytan designed only to come and distract you in salat. Nothing else. During your day and during your night, he doesn't come. But as soon as you say, Allahu Akbar, he's there. He's there, right there, reminding you something in the car, reminding you something at home, reminding you something that you had to do a minute ago. Now, all of a sudden, in the salat, you remember, where did all this come from? From shaytan, yuqalu lahu khinzab. And he is staying with you. He will remain until you finish a salat. For Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying to Uthman ibn Abi al-As, this is a shaytan called khinzab. Now, what's the, what's, yani, why do we have to know there's a shaytan called khinzab? Why? Because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wants us to know, beware and stay focused and stay alert, that as soon as you begin the salat, there is an enemy trying to steal from your salat. So stay alert. Yani imagine now I said to you, I said to your brother, can you go down the street and buy me a bottle of milk and come back? Go to a store and buy me a bottle of milk. Normal, you'll take the journey easy, you'll go, you'll get the bottle of milk and you come. But if I was to say to you, brother, beware, there are thieves on the road, there are robbers on the road. I don't know that the road is not safe, beware. Now, your attitude when going to the store to buy the bottle of milk is not going to be as the journey you will take to the store if I wasn't to tell you of these threats that are around you. It wouldn't, you'd be alert, you'd carry a stick, You'd look left and right so that you make sure you're not attacked. 
طيب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم when he's telling us that there is a special shaytan that comes upon us when we are praying يقال له خنزب in other words رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم is telling us that the biggest and the greatest reason of attaining khushu' in salat is to know that there is an enemy waiting for you as soon as you begin your salat now when you know this your attitude changes when you begin salat you don't begin allahu akbar as though there is nothing and no worry you begin and you know that they are going to enter a fight against the shaitan whose only role is to distract you in a salat for now you're more alert and you're focused and you're concentrating and you begin allahu akbar or when he comes you you're focused if he comes and tries to distract you what do you do you say a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim this phrase which is a dua it is the greatest weapon against the shaitan it is better than cursing the shaitan it is better than doing anything else you feel and think you might hurt the shaitan with the greatest weapon that will seriously damage and hurt the shaitan is this dua a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim why because you're seeking allah's protection from him Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who created a shaitan. For if you seek Allah's protection from him, Allah is the only one to protect you from him. And then, if this waswas is growing and growing in a salat, and the distraction is growing and growing in a salat, turn to your left and spill three times. This is on the shaitan and his distraction and his waswas. Uthman ibn Abil Aas did that. And he told us, And eventually, after a while, a shaitan was removed. Allah Azza wa Jal took this shaitan away from him and he regained once again consciousness, focus, and concentration and khushu' in his salat. For in brief, my brothers in Islam, what we're learning from this hadith is that we're supposed to have a serious relationship with our salat. We're supposed to be concerned for every pillar in this salat every single pillar and the greatest of them is al-khushu'ah be focused and be aware and be alert and understand as soon as you enter a salat you're in a fight with the shaitan this is why you see this what's it called in islam yeah where the it's called al-mihrab it comes from the word harb harb means a battle because once you enter the mihrab you're entering a battle with the shaitan and sooner or later, bi-idhnillah, you overcome this shaitan. And we read in the last ayat that we read in uh, Salat al-Taraweeh, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوُّ فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوًّا Allah Azza wa Jal is teaching us how to deal with him. He said that the shaitan is an enemy of yours, therefore take him as an enemy. You see, most of us know the first part of the ayah, that the shaitan is an enemy. But the next part of the ayah says, then treat him as an enemy. And so, you know, when you have an enemy, how do you treat him? We really know how to treat enemies. If someone hurt you or harm you or did something to you, and you block him, you don't respond to him, you don't answer him, you'll never invite him, you'll never want to see him. You know, how to, you know really well how to treat your enemy. The greatest enemy on top of the list was a shaitan. Why didn't you do that with the shaitan? 
And this is the solution that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches Uthman ibn Abil Aas radiyallahu an. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us al-khushu' in our salat, focus and concentration in our salat. Because without this concentration, without this khushu' our salat is always and always and always going to be heavy upon us. Allah azza wa jal, he says, he says subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa innaha lakabiratun illa ala al-khashi'een, that the salat is heavy. It's huge, except upon those who have khushu'ah. For those who have been given khushu'ah, they will find a salat, really they will see it as a gift from Allah to them. They will find it as a blessing from Allah to them. They cannot wait to pray. They cannot wait to get up to the salat. This is why, you know, al-adhan is supposed to be recited slowly. But al-iqamah, is it recited slowly or quickly? Quickly. Why? Al-ulama, rahimahumullah, they said, by now we're standing, we cannot wait to start. Hurry up and finish the iqamah so we can say Allahu Akbar and begin our salat. So the iqamah was rushed because of that case. Um Musa alayhi salam, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed by his grave, فَرَأَيْتُ مُوسَىٰ قَائِمًا يُصَلِّي فِي قَبْرِهِ That Musa alayhi salam was standing and praying in his grave. Yani how much did Musa alayhi salam love the salat that Allah did not deprive him from salat even in his grave? With Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he speaks about this. He says that there are servants that fall in love so much with a worship that Allah will not deprive them from that worship in their grave. What kind of level is this? This is huge. This is a huge level. And it can only be attained with khushu' and deep focus with Allah azza wa jal. For my brothers and sisters in Islam, use the remaining days of Ramadan to ask Allah Azzawajal to grant you this kind of khushu'ah and to grant you the ability to have khushu'ah in your salat and in your worships. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us all. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.